Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins, and I'm having a good chat with congressional candidate Thomas Cole. And, and Thomas, you were, uh, you were finishing up an answer about the uh, 2020 election and the counting of the ballots. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. The, uh, the thing about the ballots, this is, this is the basic problem, is that when we have ballots sitting in a box, and when they go to the election office, for instance, what happens in you know, the actual process is they strip off the outer layer of the ballot. They, they strip off the sleeve, and then all you have is a ballot, and there's no signature on it. So they, they check the signature on the sleeve, and if it matches or if it's close, they say fine, or if they don't even match at all, they can just turn that off mechanically, and they get rid of the sleeve, and so then you have a raw ballot, and there is no way to tell who that was, where it was voted. Well, you're not suggesting, Thomas, that we... Ballot. So you can count that ballot. You're not suggesting we ballot. go back to non-secret ballots, are you? I, I want to get back to ballots that have the signature on the ballot and a barcode on that ballot, so that and it's paper. Mm-hmm. And I want to have those ballots counted at the precincts, uh, not in a centralized uh, warehouse. And that way we, we actually know who that person is that voted. Now, right. you know, it's, it's, well, let me, let me, let me, test, let me test that for just a second with you. Because yes. um, yes. that's an interesting idea. You know, uh, when George Washington was first elected, everybody had to stand at a poll, which is where we get the idea of a polling place, and they had to announce who they were voting for out loud. So <laughs> all their neighbors knew who they voted for, but also uh, people who were counting the ballots had no question because well, there weren't ballots, the votes. Um, the, the source of the Australian ballot, the secret ballot, was people got worried that if you voted one way, you'd you'd get uh, castigated by the winner, and uh, maybe your your building permits wouldn't get approved or something like that. Um, how would you solve the problem if we counted all the ballots in the precincts where the precinct workers know who their neighbors are? of making sure that people's votes were private and secret? I think that certainly the machines could run through these ballots and not cattle on us. The main thing is to get a signature on the ballot so that they're not separated. Once that separation happens, you have no idea how that ballot got in or who it was. And you can't confirm with the person who voted it if it actually was the ballot they wanted to vote. Yeah, exactly. You have okay. no idea. It's just a it's just a blank nothing, right. and that's too easy to get hundreds of blank ballots and fill them out and throw them into the box. And then once they get stripped, they become real ballots, even though they're maybe fraud. And if you look at that movie, Two Thousand Mules from Dinesh D'Souza, there were some serious questions about people dropping off suitcases and at various polling locations all at once. So uh, this is something that has to be solved. I just don't think we can go on with with this uh, anonymous, unknown machine telling us who won. Well, uh, on that, why don't we talk about uh, how you think you're going to be able to challenge and beat a veteran congressman who's uh, now been in for, I think, three terms and... uh, who had a big hand in passing the bipartisan infrastructure bill. How do you plan on beating Salute Carbajal? Right. Now, the thing that happened, um, there's 
there's issues that are coming up now. The Democrat Party is splitting on, for instance, gender training on CRT, on DIE, <laughs> on the school issues, the parent issues. There's a split happening in the Democrat Party on war. Do we want to just have wars happening continuously, or as half the party, half the Democrat Party, wants to not have wars happen? These are issues that can bring voters back to the Republican Party because Salud is fully in with war. And Salud is fully in, for instance, with trans men in your daughter's locker room. And we've got him on record. He's voted against stopping the trans men in locker rooms. So these issues are, are winners for Republicans. And I think that they have not been tried. The recent candidates, uh, Andy Caldwell, our wonderful uh, general speaker, Andy Caldwell, uh, spent $10 a vote and uh, did not win. And then after him, Dr. Allen spent about 10 cents a vote and actually got more votes than Andy did, both of them pulling about a 40% in the general. So we've done numbers on this. Um, I, I have an analytics company where we look at data, election data, and to actually win this district, we have to get 70% of the NPPs and 15% of the Democrats. And so that, uh, that would give us a 51%. So Dr. Allen got 50% of the NPPs and uh, and probably none of the Democrats. But the thing to do that we are planning on doing is using these issues that are exciting the is splitting the Democrat Party and they have nowhere else to go. If parents want their daughters to be safe in school and not have a, a sweaty trans man coming into the shower with their daughter, they have to vote against Salute and for Cole if that's what they want. If they want to have peace, not that I can create peace, but I would not vote for war. So they would have to vote for coal. Whether they want these things, they have to decide. Now, it's up to me, to my campaign, to reach out to these people. We are assuming that Republicans will vote for me, the unopposed Republican candidate. But what I need to do is reach out to the NPPs, which are about 23% of, it, of the electorate, and reach out to the to the wobbly JFK Democrats and pull them over. The Democrats are about 50% of the electorate. Well, so. Thomas, we're, we're almost at the end of the show. I, okay. I know my listeners are appreciating that, uh, that campaign strategy that you're giving them and letting them know how you're going to do it. I'm going to have to take a moment to uh, do a little public service announcement here for my listeners. Uh, folks, if you've been listening to this show on past programs, you have heard me talk with Judge Craig Van Ruyen about the critical function that grand juries perform indicting criminals and investigating government. In a county where prosecutions for bribery of and embezzlement by government officials have too frequently been brought here in San Luis Obispo County, the grand jury is more critical than ever. If you have the time and a commitment to your community, you can now apply to serve on the grand jury. Just log on to the Slow County Public Policy and the Law webpage at knews985.com and click on the link to apply. 
Thomas, I want to thank you for coming on the program. Do you have a website uh, or phone number where people can contact you? Oh, we certainly do. It's thomascoleforcongress.com, and that is the website, and you can take it from there. I have town halls each Sunday, so if you're interested, people can contact me about that also. Very good. Thank you for coming on, Thomas, and we will talk to you again on a different day. Thank you, Stu. Very good. Bye-bye. For more information on Slow County Public Policy and the law, visit our website, knews985.com.